This is another episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. I'm going to tell you right now, if you haven't learned through the last... How many episodes have we done? 60? 60-something. 60-some episodes that, to listen at your own discretion, and that's on you. <laughs> we, there might have to be some cussing. Might not be. We've learned to do episodes where we're not swearing. I, I don't think it really. Uh, we, we try. I don't try or not try. It's just I just know it happens. happens. It happens. It happens. Mm-hmm. So listen at your own discretion. But as always, enjoy the following episode. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. Have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. True stories based on fiction. Got a little treat for you from the last episode where you had the return of Randy Blaine. Which sounded horrible, by the way. Did it? <laughs> it, sounded, yes. it was not my best episode. I know that much. I was driving. I wasn't paying much attention. I uh, mean, I, I mean, uh, I feel like, I mean, we were just having to get Randy back on the show because he was actually with us that day. But in terms of the audio quality, I know that Jared Kernstock, one of our super fans, probably hated that one because it sounded really bad. Mm. Oh, well. But you got Randy. Yeah. We heard we heard the demands. Bring Randy back. And he might be coming in this time. Oh, no. He, he, that was the win. But, but, we, but we do have our returning, uh, I guess you can't call it third host. Yes. Well, you're third, the, you're I'm the third host by title. But, this but is, we yeah. do have our returning third host here. Google Home. Say hello. Bitch. What is this? Hey, Google. What time is it? It's 12:41. Oh, thank you, Google. Because <laughs> Google loves to fact check, and if you if you notice, she 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 had a vocal makeover. She has a different voice now. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, Google. Can you say hello? Hi. What can I do for you? Oh, we'll get back to that. Hey, Google. Could you turn on the living room? My apologies. Bitch. I don't understand. Bitches, right? Mm. Hey, Google. Turn on the living room. You got it. Turning on two lights. You can't see this because this is an audio show, but this is turn on my living room. Light in the future? <laughs> <laughs> no, you aren't. But that's the power of Google. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, so Brian, what are we going to talk about today in EDJ Studios Underground? Underground. A, I just want to first say it's good to be back. I know I, short of the last episode that was kind of a quick on the spot, like let's get one recorded. I think it's my first episode this year. Yes, and it's June one of twenty eighteen. 
Hey, I had some stuff going for me, but I did graduate. Congratulations. Hey, Google, can we get a round of applause? Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but I know it's been difficult to record, especially being as uh, trying to get out to Midland to get to EDJ Studios Underground. Um, when both of us were in classes, now hopefully it should could be a little bit easier that only one of us are in classes. Yep. Um, especially that's just me trying to get in over here. Yeah. But getting on to topic at hand, um, as we were trying to uh, record today, kind of came up on a whim, um, but decided if we had the chance to record, let's record. Um, and trying to come up with an idea, I said, let's do almost a spiritual sequel to episode one of True Stories Based on Fiction. Which was recorded... Kind of the same time as this one season. No, actually, it wasn't. No, no, I, no that's it was a complete utter lie. It was like March, probably. Right? Into March, April. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, you don't have to go back and listen to number one. Although you could, because it is one of our most. I think it to is episodes. our most listened to episode ever. Was, uh, which I apologize. Incredibly, I apologize yeah. to all the listeners. Um, but at that time, uh, episode one was our summer movie preview. Now, obviously, we're well into the uh, I won't say well into I think summer like movie. summer officially one second hey Google when does summer start summer begins on Thursday June 21st 2018 yeah. and ends on Saturday September 22nd 2018 the summer movie season used to be Memorial Day yes then it got pushed up to early May now it's now better. thanks to uh, <laughs> Avengers colon and Marvel's Avengers colon Infinity War. It looks like the summer movie season starts at the end of April. Yep. So, no point in going over uh, what the summer movie preview is, but we're going to talk about what is the summer movie blockbuster season. Oh, okay. Um, not to disagree with you, but I would argue, respectfully, of course, in the last two years, the summer movie starts, summer movie season starts in February because we had uh, Deadpool. This year we had um, Black Panther. And well, last year you had Logan. The year before that, you had Deadpool. Deadpool, Logan, Black Panther. So, because so, so, the summer movie really means a tentpole movies, right? Yeah, but I mean, you can have tentpole movies. I mean, you've started. Thor was in November, so they just. Uh, I think the last couple of years they've done a November mm-hmm. big release. Yeah, because Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Well, the last four, four years, last three years, you've had Star Wars in December. Um, and then I think now Marvel's realizing a quick November release, and then Fox, which started out with, all right, hey, we can have a we can have a big movie in February around Valentine's Day, um, and it can be an R-rated movie. It'll yep. be that like Daredevil in two thousand seven. I know it was Valentine's yeah. Day. Like this is a weird time for a movie to come out. You must have no faith in it. But it did well. It did do very well. Um, so they turned on it. Wow. But uh, Marvel slept in and took Fox's Thunder this year yep. and said, we're going to throw out Black Panther, a little movie called Black Panther, <laughs> which, uh, you know, maybe may it'll earn a couple bucks. <laughs> it earned all the dollars. It earned all the fucking dollars in yen, and what, not yen for what I heard, but the euro, yeah. the peso, the ducats, <laughs> the ducats, that guac. Yeah. Um, so much so that even Avengers colon... Infinity War has yet to beat it. I really? Think it, yeah, it may. Whoa. It's close. 
it was well, within uh, 70 million, 60, 70 million dollars of. When you think about it, so that's from February to when did the Black Panther get out of theaters? Um, I think officially, no, it's within the last. It was still in theaters. When Infinity War came out? I think it was three or four weeks that they shared theater. I think it just finally fell out, of, was taken out of theaters. So if Infinity War is close as casting up to it in a short amount of time, it actually speaks volumes of Infinity War then. I was looking on the interwebs, and uh, I'll pull it up real quick. Yep. Because they do a side-by-side comparison for date-to-date. Okay. So Avengers has been in theaters for... It's 34 days now. That's it? Yep. Yeah, that seems about right. And is that $631,091,923. Now, by comparison, um, at day 34 for Black Panther, mm-hmm. was at $612 million, $612,103,128. So it's not a huge difference. Um, but Black Panther had a lot of word of mouth that kept going strong. Yeah. On top of which, it had... Um, a little bit of a resurgence when Avengers came out. Yep. But you do have Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out here in about a month, a little over a month, which might bring back a little bit with uh, attention to Avengers. I do Especially if they have a a proper post-credit scene that ties into Infinity War. I do think in the long run it'll end up meeting it, but it's not going to be like, oh, hey, Avengers dominated over Black Panther. Right. Especially when Avengers is a culmination of the storyline, everyone in it, versus Black Panther being about one singular character and his, and his uh, very uh, interesting supporting cast. I think purely as far as what's profitable, Black Panther is still going to be. Yep. It will be, if not the most profitable Marvel movie, um, it's up there, and it will be much more profitable because Avengers had to cost a <laughs> hell of a lot the more. The salaries alone. <laughs> Salaries alone, it costs more. But there's about ooh, Black Panther is at six hundred ninety-eight million eight hundred thirty-eight thousand three hundred sixty-eight dollars. So very well, it's only one point two million dollars away from hitting seven hundred million. Hmm. Um, Which it won't do because it's out of theaters now, uh, right? So let me see. Avengers at six hundred thirty-one. So it's got about seventy million to still do if it's going to beat it but let me look i think black panther maybe like a court theater type thing i'm checking Just, i didn't call them second run theaters it was it's the 15th movie in theaters and it's still doing like forty thousand fifty thousand dollars uh a week monday it did one hundred twenty seven thousand dollars tuesday it did 49 Wednesday did 43. So it could. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time to get that, uh, yeah, one, one point some million dollars, but, um, I gotta assume it's still going to end up hitting that. Yeah. Shit. And like, I, I almost bought it last night, man, but I forgot. No, no I fell asleep and I had, I had homework. It's pretty amazing though. When a movie still is making even $40,000 when yeah. you can go on, on your interwebs and rent it for 20. I'd rather make that a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we say all that to say this. We're just talking about the history of the uh, summer box office, and that's something that's always been very, very... It's like the summer box office is like the Black Friday equivalent to retail for movies. That's typically when the movie studios make all of their money for the year during the summer box office season. And and, and, it's, and it's predicated on the uh, 
big budget, big budget blockbusters that pay for like the more mom and pop independent films like R- Roland J. Uh, Israel Esquire or Flower or Golden Exes. I'm saying those titles because they're on my Apple TV. Um, <laughs> uh, whatever you call this shit. Screensavers? Screensavers. These are films I've never heard of before, and I guarantee that movies like Avengers, Marvel's calling Avengers Infinity War, are financing these cheaper movies. So, um, Farmers want to have movies now. (laughs) Do you know the movie that started the summer blockbuster? Jaws. Boom. I know my movie trivia is... Bottom of my stump, yeah. You nope. not? That's all the movie trivia I got. <laughs> because, uh, but what what I don't know is before that the movies, the big day movies, come out at any time. And, and I'm thinking so. I think they. I mean, they might have not made as much. I mean, I think they might I have think made. If I made a blockbuster, because but, uh, it, it broke the, the summer. The summer blockbuster movie is what. Like, all right, what time frame can we put a movie out that's going to bring in the most? Just and, a second. Hey Google, define blockbuster. I've always wondered. Blockbuster, a thing of great power or size, in particular a movie, book, or other product that is a great commercial success. Google, define the summer movie blockbuster. I think you have to say hey or okay. Hey Google, define summer movie blockbuster. Here's a summary from the website vocabulary.com. A blockbuster is a Hollywood movie that's made with a large budget and big stars. Typically, a blockbuster is a fabulous summer movie that audiences line up to see the first weekend it's released. You can also call a successful play or a new, popular video game a blockbuster. Okay. Okay. There you have it. Thank you, Google. So, have you ever noticed, though, how summer block... They kind of go in, like, streaks, like... You'll have like a, a certain director that always puts out a movie for the summer blockbuster, yep. and the last, uh, I guess, Marvel's kind of taken over as being like the summer movie blockbuster. Mm-hmm. But the other last one was, uh, I think, before this, if my memory serves correctly, was Will Smith was the summer movie blockbuster king for actors for years. But there was like that was the only running thing yeah. that was going for a while. He was called Mister Fourth of July or something like that. He was the hundred million dollar man or something. Like that. Yeah. It was, it was him and Tom Cruise were going back to back for, and then so it, it went from uh, it went from franchises like Jaws, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, well, then it went Spielberg because Spielberg was really the which he started the summer movie blockbuster, mm-hmm. but then it was like all right, what movie is Spielberg? I think putting out this year because I think E. T. Yeah, I would say so. Him being the auteur mm-hmm. started with E.T., but prior to that, it was well, about no, the franchise. Jaws. No, no, but him being the auteur, so not being Jaws, being Steven Spielberg's Jaws. That's oh, what I'm yeah, saying. Gotcha. Him being the auteur. Google, hey Google, define auteur. Fuck you, bitch. Hey Google, define auteur. Alter, change, or cause to change in character or composition, typically in a comparison to hard words. Anyway, so um, yeah, so I think originally it was about Steven Spielberg. That movie made him hot. So the, he he might have been the first filmmaker people knew by name that was a household name. You don't think George Lucas? I think between those two, no, because you always had uh, you had Francis Ford Coppola. That's like the same time frame. Well, seven Jaws was seventy five, but what about like all like the Lawrence of Arabia's and shit? Uh, Nobody knew who made those movies though. I mean, I, I don't know who made those movies. Oh fuck, I can't think of it. Um, Oliver Stone. 
And he, he started popping in the 80s, late 80s, in terms of being a household well, I name. I guess in the 70s, though, yeah. Who did, uh... Yeah, I can think of any director pre-1970s that was a household name that people went to see a movie based on that. Hitchcock. Uh, yeah, he was probably the first household name. Alfred Hitchcock, because he did, like, back. The Birds and yep, Psycho, yep, yep. and, uh... Because I think he... It was... The Hitchcock was bringing people in. And he, he might have been the first uh, auteur to put his name on the movie... Alfred Hitchcock, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, because I was looking at Casablanca. I never even heard of the guy. Exactly. Michael Curtis? Curtis? I know, I know Tony Curtis. Um, what were the other big movies like back then? Like, Are we talking about Blackbuster, Jaws, post-Jaws were? No, pre, like 40s, 50s, like that were like the... Gone with the Wind. Oh, let me see. Who did Casablanca. The, who did Gone with the Wind? Uh, Cleopatra. Uh, the Ten Commandments. I'm thinking there's got to be one. Ben Hur. Uh, yeah. Prime example. Who the fuck did Alice in Wonderland? Nobody knows. The Disney movie? Are you thinking of uh, Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz. I'm sorry. Exactly. No one knows. Well, I'm gonna look it up. Or. or or do you want to ask our third co-host? Victor Fleming. I want to yeah, say that I, name I've sounds ne- so- I've never heard that name in my entire adult or adolescent life. Let me see if he did any other movies at all. Never heard that name. Director. Joan of Arc. A guy named Joe. Dr. Joe Clinton. Okay, look. Oh, like, he directed Gone with the Wind. He did some shit then. The same year he did Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz. Really? 1939. That's a good year. Ooh. He had a good year. He's having the best year ever. He did some a lot of movies before that, he wasn't a big name until then, at least for us. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. Anyway, so I would say two 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 directors were big before pre Jaws. Yeah, pre Jaws. Um, Post Jaws and pre Jaws. Who was the one we just said? Oh, uh, Hitchcock. Yep. And I want to say Stanley Kubrick. I feel like he was a, no, because uh, nineteen forty, whatever the fuck came on in the sixties, doesn't it? Oh, well, look up. So Stanley Kubrick, he only did sixteen movies. Yeah. So yeah, because uh, St- Barry Lyndon, which I've heard of, never seen it. Uh, Art Barry Windham, they're a wrestler. Nineteen seventy-five, because he had a Clockwork Orange was nineteen seventy-one. Okay. Two thousand one, A Space Odyssey was nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, that's Doctor Strange Love was sixty-four. And those are all popular films. Lolita. Spartacus. Oh, really? That's what Kubrick? Yep. Okay. So I would say those two were probably the first big name. And yeah. that's purely us just not researching the thing, right. just going off the top of our head. <clears throat> but I can't say that people knew Stanley Kubrick as a as a, as a director until The Shiny and Clockwork Orange. So the movies were popular, yes. But in terms of people saying, oh, this is a, a Stanley Kubrick movie, I got to go. I would say... Lolita was big, but I'd say Doctor Strangelove was probably his first big one. Yeah, absolutely. Because that led into 2001 A Space Odyssey. And then I think after that, I think those were the ones that got him being more of a household name. Because then you had Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Barry Lyndon. And then The Shining was 1980. Full Metal Jacket, 87. Oh, yeah. And then Eyes Wide Shut, 1999. 
He was going at, at a fucking apex of him. He kept getting better, bigger and bigger movies. I didn't realize he didn't have anything in, from Full Metal Jacket to Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, because uh, as a kid, that, I, that's when I first heard hearing about him and everything he had done. Because it was a big deal that this was the first movie in like 10, 15 years. I remember hearing that too, but yeah. I didn't know it was that long. And I remember it got like just slammed. Like, and, uh, then he died. But Full Metal, well, he died halfway through. and then Yeah, who yeah. Finished, who helped finish it? Was it Spielberg? I know it was uh, T- Terry Gilliam. Excuse me. Bless you. I'm gonna see if I can figure out. Hey yeah. Google, bless you. He, he's on, um, just doing my job. He's only loose, uh, listed as the only director, but I could have sworn someone came in and helped. Maybe it was the editor. Yeah, they don't always give credit because I think it depends on um, the contract and how much they actually do to finish the movie. Yeah, because Zack Snyder got credit for Justice League. Yep. Ron Howard got credit for Solo, Colin, a Star Wars story. But the story goes that Josh Whedon should have been, a, yeah, he it should have been Josh Whedon and not uh, Snyder. Because I think you have to do 70% of the movie. Yeah, there's some type of uh, arbitrary percentage that... Because uh, it has to do with the Director's Guild. Yep. Um, but that's what surprised me. But I heard they went and reshot most of Solo. Yeah, that's what where I heard, I heard they used a lot and changed a lot in editing for Justice League, and then changed yep. some colors around of it to make it pop a little bit more. Yep. And and, and like the color changes were, were evident. And then also, this is kind of a tangent, but we're no pretending. Snyder's being super petty lately. He's telling, he's, he's spilling all the tea, as the uh, hood chicks say. He's talking about fuck that Russian family, which he say he. he well, I think he was fine. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put no, it no, you're fine, you're fine. I think he was fine with a lot of it, and then all of a sudden he started getting, like, uh, then all of a sudden fans started petitioning, they want the Snyder cut. Snyder He's cut. like, oh, people want me? It's like, that wasn't the case for during Batman. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and then all of a sudden, the articles about him actually being fired instead of stepping down. Mm-hmm. I think if he would have had it his way, I mean, like, you know what, let me say I'm walking away from this mm-hmm. rather than you pushing me away. I think he would have probably kept his mouth shut. Yep. But now he's he got a little taste. He's like, oh, people want want to know what I did. And I'll be honest with you, I'd rather see because uh, I'd rather see what his vision was because they said he envisioned a five movie arc, arc yep. which started with Man of Steel, yep. went to Batman v Superman, yep. Justice League yep. One, Justice League Two, and culminated, I think, in Man of Steel Two. Yep. But. They never set the same thing I read. Or was it six movies? And like, they said they didn't know what the last one was. Yeah, those five, and then like a six one would have been in there too. But they didn't say they've never right. announced what the six one was. And I'll be honest, they kind of make Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League into a art, a trilogy of yep. sorts. But there's a lot of leftover story that, which is pure, pure uh, proof that the studio fucked that up. I'm not saying they were perfect movies by any means, but you know they had to have known that Zack Snyder has a style, and they stepped in way too much. The studio got scared because this is a problem with blockbusters. These companies, their entire livelihood financially is dependent on these blockbusters. And so if they don't have movies that are being critically well-received, especially if it comes, pertains to new top two uh, studios, DC version were part of uh, Warner Brothers and Marvel. If if the fans are receptive and they don't make money to uh, fucking to, to um, 
justify these budgets, they get scared. So, so they try to course correct. You can either say the course or course correct, but they're going to choose the course correct because they're scared. And and that, and, and Warner Brothers fear shows all the time with the choices they make. True. Warner Brothers' problem was they had this mentality of we want to be we want that Marvel magic, which I can't blame them. They're like, oh, comic everyone does that. Co- comic book movies are hot. Uh, expanded universes are hot. Yep. I'm sorry, but no one's been able to copy the expanded universe format besides the Purge. Well, that's still just one movie, and, and that's more. That's of a, a series of movies. It's more of a anthology. Yeah, that's more. Of, yeah, but there's so many people. I mean, the Universal Monsters, which honestly I thought would have been a cool concept. That, that movie know. was terrible. But yeah, oh, it was almost yeah, unbearable to watch. Yeah, and I, was, and I, and I, I wanted to like. Yeah. I walked into it. Or I didn't walk into it. I walked. Watch on my Amazon Fire Sticks, <laughs> um, wanting to like it, that and I felt it was more. Of a, I felt it was a chore to actually yes. like, sit through, um, but I wanted to like it. Um, but I think the problem is what people don't necessarily understand is Marvel didn't start out making it with the idea of, hey, we're going to make a multi-billion-dollar. Right. Uh, it was organic. Yeah. It was now, organic. I'm not saying they didn't think in the long run. Hey, maybe this that could work out this way because they did throw in the Avengers little tease, yeah, and they had um, Incredible Hulk come out that same summer, mm-hmm. and threw Tony Stark in. But those were just little nods at the time, exactly, like little tags at the end. What I think a lot of people don't remember either is how much the what was it the sequels and part. I mean, I want to say it was about halfway through. Phase one and partial and part of phase two, people didn't. There was a lot that people didn't care for. People didn't like. People slammed, hated Iron Man two, saying that it was trying to shoehorn in too much uh, continuity, or not necessarily continuity, but like the idea of being a shared universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you dealt. I mean, then you came back through and seen like the culmination with Avengers one, but then you had Thor two. Iron Man. Uh, some people liked Iron Man three. I didn't care for Iron Man three that much. I mean, there was a little bit. Iron Man three made money, but yeah. I, I don't think anyone they, they liked made it. money off the success of it yeah. was the first movie after Avengers. Thanks. Um, but then I think they had a little bit of a lull until Captain America two. Which yeah. realistically, I'll put money on it. The only really great movies out of Phase two of Marvel was Captain America: Colon Winter Soldier. An Ant Man? Um, I don't really know how the how the uh, I'm phases not are defined. I know I'm saying, oh. I, I don't know how the phases phase, are. So phase one was Iron Man. Okay, well no, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. But what started phase two? The same movie that started and, and ended phase two. Um, the movie that started it was Iron Man three. Okay, and ended with Ant Man. Okay. So you had Iron Man three, Thor two, Thor, right? uh. Dark World, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Now you had Guardians, so Guardians was good, in, innovative, and yeah. uh, Age of Ultron and Ant Man. Gotcha. I think there were six movies total. And those are and that's our, that's been trying like trash ass villains. Trash ass villains, but Marvel finally started to turn around, saying giving directors a little bit more. Uh, Freedom to do their movies. No, they gave James Gunn and uh, what's his face, but not Thor. Not they said they started in phase. Okay, three, not all of them. 
Um, because that's what I think a lot of people hated Thor 2 for. Um, Captain America, I guess Captain America Winter Soldier a little bit, a little bit, because that was kind of a theme type to it. James Gunn was the big one. Yeah. But then, uh, and the Ant Man debacle. Yeah. Because that's actually what started. Yep. They said, they Arthur worked out in the end. Yeah. We don't like this, uh, this director's vision for this. We want it done this way. And also, all, and, and that's probably the, the worst press the Marvel Marvel Studio has ever gotten. Especially seen as Ant Man was the concept before even Iron Man. Yep. Yep. Because Ant Man was going to be a standalone movie. Yeah. Like they were previously to like the Marvel. Mm-hmm. Back we had the Spider Man. Yep. Sam Raimi Spider Man. Fantastic Four. Mark Stephen Johnson's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Tim Story's Fantastic Four. Yep. yep. Oh, because I, I remember always thinking, cool, it's like, oh, you know, th- are these th- little nods in? Like, have posters of a kingpin or something like yep. that in Spider-Man. And just, just to have that little intercontinuity. That, that's all. Connectivity, I'm sorry. That, this, this is all that we needed to nerdgasm back in the day. Yeah. That's all we needed. But I guess kind of sideways, but going back to uh, getting on the Marvel thing, but going into summer blockbuster. What is the first big summer blockbuster that you remember? The first one that I remember... It's probably either episode one or Spider-Man one. Wait, wait, okay, I'm fucking up. What came out first, X-Men, Star Wars, or Spider-Man, or was it all the same year? Spider-Man came after X-Men. Okay. Because technically, Blade is what brought back the comic book movie, which led to X-Men. Yep, and Blade was in fall. Yeah. Like around Halloween. And then that led to Spider-Man. Now... And did X-Men 1 come out in the summer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like around Memorial Day. But Star Wars was before that. Because I was still in high school when Star Wars Yeah, I'm Wars like 9th grade, I believe. And I want to say X-Men grade, was 2000, say. 2001. X-Men was year 2000. Um, and then 99 was Star Wars. Yep, yep. So, yep, 99. Cause, and that's also the first movie that I went to without a parent. Really? Yep. Now, I want to say... So going back, so obviously Jaws is well before my time. I was about seven seven years prior to my existence. I but, can't count how many years that was for mine. Um, I was seventy five. I was born in eighty two. Oh, um, eleven. What was that? Eleven for me because I was born in eighty six. Oh, I thought you were going to say two thousand eleven. Like what? The <laughs> fuck? I'm like no fucking sense. Um, you're born in what year? Eighty six. Oh man, that's why I heard ninety six. I'm like, goddamn. <laughs> um. But to me, there was a a gap as far as I can remember. And I can, I'm not. I guess going back, so like you had Back to the Future in '85, which was a summer blockbuster. Yeah. But it seemed like the next big one that you heard the phase was was Tim Burton's Batman. Because that was summertime too. Yeah. That was uh, June of 1989. But Batman Returns was fall, right? Nope. All all four original Batmans were June. I could swear because I saw Batman Returns in theaters. I thought it was like cold out. It lasted for a while, or it might have been because it had that winter Christmas time feeling in the movie. It could have been all, yeah. Um, yeah but it was right. June. Um, but those movies lasted a long time in theaters too. No, because are you sure? Yeah, I know for a fact because every Batman came out in October. Um, yeah, October. No, as far as uh, VHS movies oh. came out in October, because those are some of the only movies that actually had a direct VHS that they came out. For rental and to purchase at the same time. Yeah, because back in the days, it was not like it is. You waited. Ten, you, you waited a year. year. At you least go, a year. You could rent a movie, but if you want yep. to own it, yep. you waited yep. a good year at least to be able to buy it. That's You're buying point. used VHS copies, yep. uh, stickers plastered all yep. over, yep. and yep. Uh, yep. shit. Now, 
I guarantee you that even a lot of our listeners, listeners don't remember those times. I barely remember that, but you're absolutely right. Um, it wasn't until DVD came out that DVDs yeah. had day and date. Yep. Day and date release of uh, rental, rental and, and purchase. Home. Yep. And I even want to say some of them didn't come out right away. Um, and then VHS, I think, started kind of, kind of getting into it a little bit, but I think you still had to wait. Yeah, and then at that point, it's like, fuck you, you're antiquated te- technology now. Um, but I never saw the original Batman. For as big of a Batman fan as I was, I, for the life of me, could not tell you anything about the Batman craze that was the summer of 1989. Because I hear about it. You said, you, I remember hearing, like, you hear, Batman was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you had billboards, you had commercials, you had everything was Batman. The only thing I remember is, as a kid, because I was a fan of Batman, but I had, um, I had a Batman t-shirt, mm-hmm. that black with the yellow oval, yeah. and I had a Batman water bottle. Remember the ones that had, like, the, uh, the, 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 the stretchy straw, straws yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. go in there? Um, I had those. And I remember seeing Bat- get, having, getting Batman on VHS, and I had this, and I would watch it so many times. And I had a my bo- VHS cardboard box for it was just destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember always being terrified too of that one scene when uh, Joker goes in there, electrocutes the one guy. Yep, with yep. the uh, joy buzzer. I remember that shit too, man. But what's crazy? Um, so you're if I'm thirty, I'm thirty one. Howard, thirty five. So you're four years older than I am, but I I vividly remember the Batman Mania Craze of '89. I, I was probably three or four then. Cause I vividly and then I wanted to go see it, but but like my parents slash family kind of full of shit when it came to movies. We hardly ever went to the movies. And granted, I was three, but yeah. So I didn't see Batman until it came on like TV and shit. And then my grandmother used to call me and my brother every every whenever she saw it on TV, she would call us and say, "Hey, Batman's on." But I, I remember all of the marketing and the advertising from it on TV. That's probably the first advertising I remember. Oh, see, I don't remember either. Yeah. So I guess I I will say my first my first experience for the summer blockbuster was probably Batman Returns in '92. I also remember that. Yep. I can, I'll tell you, I remember, I can vividly remember the day I went to go see Batman Returns. I saw it twice. Um, which I'd assume was opening day. And I guess back then I can't remember it was opening day or not, right. but I remember it was opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but me, I was, I went and saw it without uh, my parents, but it was me, a buddy and my buddy's younger brother. We went to the theater. Cause I remember getting, I remember, uh, Bay city, uh, no, Saginaw. It was the... Saginaw 8. Yep, Saginaw yep. 8. That's where I started, too. And they had the quad. Yep. Um, so I was nine years old at that point in time, but I remember being in the back, uh, I'll even remember, we had a Mercury, a light blue uh, Mercury mm-hmm. uh, car, a uh, sedan, and I remember being in the back seat pretending I was in the Batmobile <laughs> uh, when I was coming home. <laughs> but that's probably, and I'd have to look up, I'm going to look up summer movie blockbusters and see what yeah. else came up. But I don't remember if there... I probably can't vividly remember going to the movie theaters after that. And I want to say the one after that was probably Jurassic Park. Yep. Um, so, which is also a very big summer of Blockbuster. But I remember I saw Batman Returns twice. One with my paternal. That's your dad, sorry. Because there's maternal and paternal. Paternal. One with my paternal. Paternal is just. Uh, it's weird because your parents, but I think. The, but parents kind of. Parent kind of um, derives from the dad, cause like, cause uh, it takes the seed to plant the egg. Yeah, but I think the paternal is father, maternal is mother. So, 
I won't answer Google because uh, it's rambling. But I went with my paternal grandfather, grandmother, and then with my dad because that's back when my parents just got separated. So then that was like on his weekend, and I was like, I already saw this shit with, with your mom. He said, I don't care. We're gonna see it again. Like I guess so. And then, yeah, the first movie that my mother took me to see was probably fucking. That I recall was Jurassic Park at the quad. I mean, not the quad, at the court theater. And then, like, people had took our seats or something like that. So then, like, we had to call the uh, the usher to usher them out. Then by the time we got done, the only black guy was dead. Please! Oh, <laughs> God damn! Um. Oh, box. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see his hand come down on... Oh, man. Um, my mom actually would not allow me to go see Jurassic Park. Or bode. Really? Because it was violent? Because yeah, scary. I think thought I would be too scared uh-huh. of it. It took months of pleading. And I think I finally saw it. It was end of the summer mm-hmm. at the uh, at the um, fashions, or not fashion square. No, the, uh, that way for best square camp thing. Oh, Green Acres. Oh, theater! That was a good theater, man. Because that was a ninety-nine cent yeah. theater, and that was right in the corner there. I love that because I could ride my bike there. Okay, okay, yeah. That, um, growing up, that was probably. I moved into the town, the Saginaw Township, in ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Um, short months, mere months after Batman Returns. Yep, yep. I was still in the city at that point in time. Um, but ninety-three, because I still my mom had to. I was only about 10 years old. My mom had made me have a babysitter in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kid that used to watch me was really, really cool. Really cool. Show me, me my first uh, pornographic. Well, it wasn't really pornographic. First nudie magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was nudie, like that pornographic. That was Playboy. I don't know if I say Playboy was pornographic. Yeah. It, it wasn't a hustler. I mean, it, it, if it has nudity in it, it's, it's in the broad spectrum of pornographic Materials, soft, soft core pornographic. Yep. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it took months of trying to convince my mom, and I think in finally August she was like, "Okay." And I went and saw it. I want to almost say I might have saw Jurassic Park twice. Like I mm-hmm. watched it, loved it, and it was either I went the next day again or I saw it uh, twice. Close Encounters coming back out. No, I, oh, I just, that was a big summer movie, I think. It was, and, and that movie was so strange and scary to me when I saw it as a kid. Oh, I've never been able to sit through it. Yeah. Batman, because it was spooky? Space Odyssey. Yeah. I, 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 that's where I'll get, go to you, where I do follow you a little bit on that, the science fiction movies I don't always care for, yeah. um, with the exception of the Star Wars. If it's more of a, I, I think with you, correct me if I'm wrong, you're more... Uh, attuned to the action-based sci-fi as opposed to, like, the uh, heady sci-fi. Thinking? I don't know. There's some... Do you consider the Martian sci-fi? Yes. I like that movie. It's just barely sci-fi because it's shit that can actually happen, but science fiction is is, is a spectrum like anything else. It's more yeah. low-end sci-fi because it could really happen in theory, but because it hasn't happened, that's why it's science I won't fiction. even say I'm your fair-weather sci-fi fan because, like, those... That 2001 and the... Um, so Close Encounters are big name yep. movies, and I hate them. Yep, hated it. Um, that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Couldn't stand it. I couldn't even get through that. Yeah. Um, and people love that shit. They have tattoos of that shit. Who is this one? Oh, Jurassic Park. Anyways, I saw it. And I loved mm-hmm. it. 
Um, I think that that was too scary for me, and like, cause I don't remember the movie at all to this day. I cannot tell you any scenes of it. Besides, oh, 2000 or Close Encounters? No, uh, Jurassic Park. I think as a kid, because that's why I had to be probably four or five. You can't remember seeing it in theaters, or you can't. Remember? I, I remember being in a the theater physically, but I don't. I can't. I don't remember any scenes of it. Of I think it? I probably got scared. But you remember scenes of Jurassic Park now? I barely do. The only scene I really remember is a hold on to your butts. Have you not watched Jurassic Park since? No, because honestly, that franchise does nothing for me. Oh, really? I does love the Jurassic Park movies. It does nothing for me wait at all. For the new one, if it dies, it dies. If you ask me, and, and I haven't seen two. I don't think I haven't seen three. The only one I, I know that I saw for a fact are the first one and this new one, the Jurassic World. Yeah, which I wasn't a fan of. It uh, was it was watchable, but it's a TBS or a Sunday afternoon type of movie. I don't know. I like the new. I can't wait for the new one because it's got a little bit of a different theme, kind of a horror type theme to it. I like horrors. Oh, horror. Oh, horror. Oh, not horrors. Oh. E.T. The Extraterrestrial was the big summer blockbuster the year that I uh, I was born, but it was well before I was born. I was not born in the summer of 82. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I, as a kid, finding out like who, who I was as a nerd, I felt like I should like E.T. I don't like E.T. I've never gone back and watched it. I bet you, I, tried right. I bet you I haven't watched that movie since I was under 10 years old. I kind of want to. And I'll tell you what, the weird thing is, I keep buying it on different formats. Really? I own it on VHS. I think I own a copy of DVD and Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy it on streaming, but I, I I think I had a digital copy and I just uh, transferred it. One of these days, I want to sit down and watch E.T. Yeah, I mean... I remember being a little scared as a kid when they were trying to kidnap him and they quarantined the house. I was like, there's parts of it I remember. Yeah. But I remember they quarantined the house at the end. And I remember they... Didn't they digitally re-edit the guns out to try to make it not as scary? Yep. And put walkie-talkies in place of it or something like that. Speaking of which, have you ever heard about that sequel that they were going to make that was super dark? Of E.T.? Yeah. They're going to be like an R-rated sequel. Because E.T. is nice. He's the nicest person on this alien planet. The other ones are assholes and, like, they're scary aliens and shit. So I'm going through real quick. It's I'm just looking at a list of uh, biggest summer blockbusters from the past 40 years. I'm trying to think what what I maybe have seen before 1992's Batman. So yeah, for me I can tell you the only one I I saw in theater to start it started with episode one. Because Ghostbusters was '84, I wouldn't have seen that. But you saw Batman Returns in theaters. Yeah, you might not f- finally remember it, but technically that was a summer blockbuster you saw. True, but okay, so uh, and technically you saw Jurassic Park. Yeah, but when I started. Being cognizant of the summer blockbuster thing and wanted to go in, the, in their movies, I saw consistent. Okay, episode one is when I start seeing movies consistent uh, in theaters. I would say the one that stands out to me of when like the summer blockbuster became a big thing was Independence Day. Yep, because I remember that's when, it, that's when Will Smith took over the king, being the reigning king. He was on the earth, he, bitch. <laughs> No, I, I think he did say bitch, but I saw it on TBS. Oh. It, it took bitch out. Well, that's when that's when he wasn't the Fresh Prince no more. Mm-hmm. He was the he was the Holly, Hollywood's darling. Was that the Bad Boys the same summer? Bad Boys was before it. Bad Boys was, was it? oh, it might have been ninety six. No, I think no, Bad Boys ninety five. Because it, it, it's always funny to me how. Bad Boys one was Martin Lawrence and Will Smith in Bad Boys. Bad Boys Martin. was the year before. Gotcha. Then Bad Boys was Will Smith, Bad Boys with featuring Mark Lawrence. Um, but when Bad Boys three come out, it's just gonna be Bad Boys with Bad Boys for life. <laughs> if we ever get, 
which yeah. now it's having a little bit of resurgence again. Because Will's talking about it now. Um, because it fell off. Yeah. It was big. And then they were going to do Bad Boys 3 and 4, back to back. Then it just became Bad Boys for Life. And people are like, well, why isn't that the name of the f- Bad Boys 4? So you can do Bad Boys 4 Life. Oh, Kind of yeah. like the same way. Which, God damn it, I should have marketed it. The Raptor of Deep Royal? When uh, they announced Coming to America was coming to it, out with a sequel, mm-hmm. I said, I can see Coming to America. number two, America. But that wasn't it. It was the unnamed Coming to America sequel. And I think now they're saying it's Coming to, to America. Um, trying to look at Will Smith. Because Independence Day was big, but it wasn't Will Smith's movie at that point. He was a breakout star of it, but in marketing, it wasn't his movie. Then it was Men in Black, yep. which was the following year. I'm like, what motherfucker's coming out with two alien movies? Because right. I remember not hearing anything, but I didn't know Men in Black was a comic book movie at the time. I don't think, I don't think Marvel knew it was a comic book. Marvel published it. Um... Under a line I never heard of before at that point. And I didn't know it was supposed to be like a com more of a comedy. I'm just like, oh, Will Smith is stopping aliens again. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like he needs to come up with a better idea than just fucking aliens. And he's like, Eureka, I got it. I'll go to the Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> when a song's bigger than your movie. But he's like, uh, can we get aliens again? <laughs> and then did Men in Black 2. Men in Black 2. I'm back, baby. So yeah, he didn't really, Bad Boys was his first big movie. He didn't have yeah. much before that. Well, Six Degrees of Separation. The first movie I remember being in was him, Neil Long, uh, Ted Danson, and Whoopi Goldberg. Made right? in America? Yep. Which is actually a good movie. Never watched it. It's actually a really good movie. But then he did Bad Boys. Much like this seems like a lot of our episodes, we just started filmography of actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but Independence Day, but then Men in Black. And then he did. Oh, he did. Uh, Wonder Why Wild West come out? Because he did Enemy of the State after that, which was a good movie. Never saw it. Now Michael B. Jordan is trying to like redo that. Or a Wild Wild West was ninety nine, so Yep, it makes sense. Cause that's when he came out with Will Lineum. Yep. And then that flop. They needed what Legend of Beggar Vance. That flop. Yeah. They needed Ali, which is supposed to be a huge movie. Wasn't as big of a movie as they wanted to. Short of day of release, which was Christmas Day, I remember you couldn't even get to the theaters Christmas Day to see that movie. He's like, uh, you know what? We need to go back to the summer blockbuster. We need to go back to Aliens. Mm-hmm. Give me Men in Black too, and did that because then he did that in 2002. Bad Boys two in 2003. I Robot 2004. This is trash. Hitch in 2005. His heart was good. What time ever That's when I started my boycott. Then he kind of then he took a break in 2006 and put out Pursuit of Happiness around Christmas time, if I remember. That's when he began his his, his Oscar bait. Then era. he did went back to the summer blockbuster with I Am Legend. Never saw it. Um, in 2007, which was huge, and I didn't mind it. And then Hancock 2008, which had so much more. I enjoyed, but had potential to be a lot better. That was. I Am Legend and, and Hancock, from, from what I've heard, were both killed by, uh, what do you call it? Killed by, like, the producers. I Am Legend is huge. In terms of, like, the critical response and, like, how the film ended. Because oh, uh, I Am yeah. Legend, like, 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 I Am Legend, the Sword Terry had a completely darker ending. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And same thing. Hancock was two different movies. Like, they split exactly. midpoint. And then he did Seven Pounds. Made by committee is, like, the term for that. Yeah, yeah. If a movie's made by committee, like Green Lantern... Mm-hmm. That's when it gets fucked up. Now the Green Lantern is a good segue to that's one. Of, that's one of the blockbusters that should have been 
Blockbuster, which I think it flopped and it was terrible. I think they were just riding so. The only reason Green Lantern got made was because of thanks to Jeff Johns. Yep. He had a had a resurgence in the comic book move, the comic book Green Lantern, um, which he did Rebirth, Rebirth, which was a big storyline, damn big, um, regaining Hal Jordan to his uh, glory. Yep. But then the I uh, bought the omnibuses of that the. Actual series wasn't all that great. Besides the Carlos uh, Pacheco art in the first couple of issues. Yeah. But it wasn't until I think around issue, I think it was issue 25. Yeah. That they did the Sinestro. That's what he gets, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, boom. You're absolutely right. And then I'll be honest, then he did the. I got somebody here. Led into what was supposed to be a trilogy of sorts. Between Rebirth, Sinestro Core War, and then they did The Blackest Night. Blackest Night, yep. Which I don't still have some comics being <laughs> I seriously, that's no joke, bro. I still do. At Evan's local comic book shop, where he buys his comics, not on a weekly, but more of a monthly, bi monthly basis. Facts. Um, he's got a long box, or a short box of books. At this point, it's like a full short box of my name. Um, and has literally issues from the Blackest Night, not the series in general, but tie-ins. Yeah, like tells of tells of Blackest Night. That's still being held for him. And I think I have uh, Ultimate Comics and Hawkeye number two in there too. <laughs> and I have uh, the- I completely forgot they made a Hawkeye one until we were at Motor City a couple weeks yeah. ago. And uh, they, I saw, I was like, oh shit, they didn't all. I was like, no, nah, I have to own these. I already own these at home because I think I own every Ultimate title that was ever made, really? with the exception of. It was the only time, and I can't remember who wrote it. Marvel. Nope, I have that. You do you? That's they, shit. They created the first original Ultimate character. That's not Marvel. No, well, it's Marvel was a. No, it was Marvel, like like Sunnyville. Let me look it up. I can't even remember the name of it, but I remember they did an original character. I think that's maybe spun out of Ultimate Spider-Man. The one that Bill Jimmich wrote, right? Ooh. No. Um, what is your know. stomach grow? Was that outside? Ultimate. How do you spell it? M A R hyphen V I L L E, I believe. There's nothing. I'm not going to look up. Ultimate Marvel on Wikipedia, but but uh, but the point is, you're saying is you have every, virtually every uh, Ultimate Marvel book ever. Yeah, because all right, so you had Ultimate Spider. This is a little bit of a segue from what we, yep, our Ultimate Blockbuster. Um, but you had Ultimate Spider Man, Ultimate Marvel Team Up, which I had all the issues yeah, of. That was trash to me. They had a couple of decent ones. I hate Team Up books anyway. Um, in general. It was cool because they had different artists, but that was the actual... I remember that was odd because you had the first appearance of Ultimate Fantastic Four, which was not the Fantastic Four. That they yeah, they had a lot of contradictions. Uh, the Hulk was different, and uh, I think someone else was different from how we ended up, too. Daredevil? Yep. I think there was a, but there was a few of them that actually lined up. Ultimate Marvel is kind of like the Marvel Studios, so where their earlier continuity doesn't line up with, with, with what's going on now anymore. Because they also had uh, Nick Fury and Ultimate X-Men... With a uh, flat top, before they redid them again in the Ultimates as Samuel L. Jackson. Well, here's the rugs. There's only six issues. Ultimate Ultimate Team Up One was Spider-Man and Wolverine versus Sabretooth. That was in continuity. 
Mm-hmm. Issues two and three was Spider-Man the Hulk by Phil Huster and Andy Parks, which they say that's Hulk's first appearance in the Ultimate Marvel. I don't know if that ended up being in continuity or not. Issues four and five was uh, Spider-Man and Iron Man. Six and eight, that was by Mike Alred. Uh, six and eight was Spider-Man and the Punisher. Um, by Mike Alred? Nope, that was Bill Sankiewicz. Bill Sankiewicz? Yeah. Bill. And then uh, Daredevil was in issue seven. And, or six and eight, and then Daredevil was in seven and eight. Wait, wait, okay. So, so uh, I think I, I'm confused now. So you're saying that you, you do have that? I have them all, yeah. Okay. I was just looking because we started saying what was in continuity or not. Gotcha. Issue 9 was The Fantastic Four um, by Jim Mahfood, but they did say the events in this issue are not in the Ultimate Marvel canon. Um, issue 10 was Man-Thing versus the Lizard. It went 10 issues? No, it went 16. I had no idea. Uh, issue 11 was bringing back the X-Men. 12 and 13 was Doctor Strange. Issue 14 was Black Widow. I don't remember. I thought it was the first miniseries. 15 and 16 was Shang-Chi, which I do remember that one. Who did that that one? uh, Rick Bays and Inked by Jason Martin. And those were the last issues, but then they did an Ultimate Spider-Man special, which had a ton of different artists and a ton of characters. All right, let me go back to what was... All right. Oh, I remember what it is now. So you had Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Marvel Team-Up, Ultimate X-Men, the Ultimates. Mm-hmm. Then you had the first miniseries, which was Ultimate Daredevil and Elektra. Because yeah. Ultimate Daredevil never got his actual run. I think they did three miniseries. Yeah, because... I think this is the one I didn't get, was Ultimate Adventures. And I had that cover right there. Yeah. I remember it, and but I never read it. That was like a satire, I believe. Carrie Andrews. Six issue comic book written by Ron Zimmerman and drawn by Duncan Figredo. Mm-hmm. Published by Marvel Comics star Hawk Owl and Woody, two characters who were purposely designed as blatant yeah. parodies of Batman and Robin. At the time of its publication, it was the only Ultimates title to introduce characters who were not explicitly based on pre existing Marvel characters. Uh, Ultimate Spider Man followed suit with Geldof. And the series Ultimate X-Men has since added characters of Syndicate and, Magician, and the Magician. Speaking of which, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to borrow when I get done with the, with the litany of books I have to read, um, the Ultimate Cable run. When, when it was Ultimate oh. Cable, Ultimate Bishop, because that was really damn good. That was when uh, Kirkman. Kirkman did it. Kirkman and Ben Oliver. And they started introducing the idea of Sinister and Apocalypse. Yep. And then he found out Ultimate Wolverine, or no. Ultimate Cable was Wolverine. Yeah, of the future. Mm-hmm. Ones. Then you had Ultimate War, Ultimate Six, Ultimate Fantastic... I did not realize Ultimate Fantastic Four lasted 60 issues. Yep. Then you had Ultimate Electra. Yep. Ultimate Galactus Trilogy, which was Ultimate Nightmare, Ultimate Secret, Ultimate Extinction. I didn't read any of those. I read those. And I think that's where Marvel's... I think that's where Bendis's started kind of hitting his... Uh, Straight... No, not his stride. Find, or start, hit his peak and started coming down. Because mm. it wasn't all that great. Then you, did, then you had Ultimates 2. Which was damn good. Damn good. Both Ultimates 1, Volume 1 and 2 were good. 2 was the best to me of. 2 was probably in my top 
25 storylines of all time. Then you that shit was deep. Ultimate Iron Man, which was trash, if I remember correctly. Yes. Because who wrote that? Orson Scott, Orson Scott Card. Yep. Then you had Ultimate Wolverine versus the Hulk, which took four years to... Which was damn good. It was good. That was awesome. At that time... Michael F- Francis you and The uh, best line of you ever up until that point. And then it probably was ever still. The guy from Lost. David, Lin- David Lindoff. Little whatever fuck. Then you had Ultimate X4. Oh, that was a two-issue crossover between X-Men and Fantastic Four. That, that's what started doing too much. Any any uh, universe that have four books maximum, unless you're mainstream Marvel DC. Anything else, do four books. That's the best formula. Don't do more than that. Ultimate, they started doing too many miniseries. Yeah. Ultimate Vision, didn't need. And it was trash. Ultimate Power, which was the crossover between... I like that one, though. Uh, Ultimate and the Spanks Power. Yeah. When they tried to swap a couple characters. And, which, and they both... Who from the Ultimate Universe went to the... They're Wonder Woman, I believe. No, but who went... That was from... Who oh. came from Alt, or Supreme Power? Nick to, Fury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or Nick Fury. Then you had Ultimate Iron Man 2. Ultimate Human, which I have no idea what that was. Yeah. Trash. Oh, I remember that now. No, that was actually decent. Talking. Carrie Nord did, Warren Ellis did it. I don't remember anything about it. Then you had Ultimates 3, which was when Jeff Loeb tried to take over. I like, I like, like, Joe Matter Earhart. Yeah. Ultimate Origins. Trash. That's what Ultimate Origins is when they start fucking up their own continuity. And they tried to say that mar- mutants were genetically Yeah. Made. March on. And they had fucking Butch Geis art. Who March hired on Butch Ultimatum. Geis? And then you had Ultimatum, which was when they, that's when Ultimate Universe were like, alright, we're Killed off way too many characters. That's when Jeff Lowe went crazy. Yeah, and then it became Ultimate Comics. All right, I don't need to keep reading. This got to be boring for people just <laughs> reading. Hear me read a list of uh, uh, titles. Back to summer blockbusters. Um, so what do you think of the current state of? The, uh, okay, well, I guess a better question is when did it morph between what I think was the apex in the '90s, early 2000s, to where it is now? I would say it happened because of Marvel. But uh, what are your thoughts on it? I don't think it happened because of Marvel. I think it happened because of comic book movies. I think comic book movies became basically, as I say, today's modern Western, which are like the big movie, kind of like big tentpole movies. Mm -hmm. But Daredevil, which we mentioned earlier, came out in February, and that didn't start to change but that started showing people that you could release those big comic book movies at different points in time in the year. Well, just the kind of, but that was put out in February because February and the winter for the most part are, are the burial grounds for movies that they aren't confident in. No, I thought they had a lot of confidence in Daredevil. They added like that, but uh, in retrospect, I've seen, I've seen documentaries about it. Like they were they confident in it. So, if you're counting it in a movie, and then this has been going on since late 80s, if you're counting it in a movie, it comes out in the summer. Yeah, but what, uh, but that's also the first one that kind of pushed out of the summer. But what came out first, Daredevil or the Hulk? A, uh, Ang Lee's Hulk? Ang Lee's Hulk came year? out in the summertime, I think it was the same year. I was in high boy, school did, in, boy, in did 2004. Screw, did they screw that one up? Yes. They should have flopped them. They put all their money into Hulk. And Daredevil, which was more of your typical comic book movie, and Hulk tried to be a comic book movie that wasn't a comic book yeah, movie. Yeah, fucking 
cerebral shit. Um, but what kind of has taken away from the summer blockbuster is, whereas before, I would say 10 years ago, you used to have multiple summer blockbusters. Because mm-hmm. think of it. You had your big comedy summer blockbuster. Yep. You always had a huge huge comedy of uh, some big-name actor. It used to be your Jim Carrey's. Sometimes your Will Smith, if he wasn't trying to do action. Um, your uh, Adam Judd, Sandler. Judd, Adam Sandler, your Judd Apatow. Yep. But you always had a, that. And then sometimes it was a PG-13, and then it kind of morphed into like the R-rated comedy mm-hmm. again. Um, but you always had your action movie, which I, if I if memory serves, I think The Rock was a summer. Wait, it has to be recent history. Well, no, The Rock was in the nineties. Fuck no, no, like The Rock short movie was uh, fuck. No, I'm not the talking movie. about the actor The Rock. You mean the, the movie? movie oh, the Rock. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? I was like, <laughs> what? I know for a fact The Rock came up. No, Rocky Maivia back then with um. Sean Connery and Nicholas yes. Cage. Nicholas Cage was actually a summer blockbuster movie actor too. I would say that that speaks more to the Michael Bay era because there have been eras the franchises, uh, the auteurs meaning a director slash producer, then the movies start aired and those two well, kind of up until a couple years. You yeah. can make those goddamn Transformer movies. But now I think it's all about franchises because like they're saying that there isn't such thing as a movie star anymore. Yeah, because uh. It's not like Chris Evans can put out a movie and it's gonna it's gonna make money. Mm-hmm. People care less if about Captain Chris America. Puts a movie People out. care less about Chris Evans. It's about People Captain. care less about Chris Helmsworth. Yes. Name name a movie off the top of your head that Chris Helmsworth Rush. was a star of. Rush. That was oh. a big movie. No. Yeah. Chris Evans. So Pearson. It was a big movie. No. Um. Or the av- I'll take back. Name some of the average person on the street. No. Yeah. Besides Scarlett uh, Johansson is probably the biggest movie star that Marvel has. Robert Downey. I'd say Ida Hart. Who actually has projects in in the streets, I'm saying. Like, Scarlett Johansson has movies that are still getting hype and and people talk about them outside of Marvel. I'd say Robert Downey does. He's had two Sherlock Holmes movies. He could have been. If he would have kept going, he could have. But he he didn't get Tropic Thunder, which was a big one. That was like 2,000 years ago, bro. That was Scarlett Johansson has movies that come out every year that at least get some buzz. True. Rob Brown Jr. does not get any buzz besides being Iron Man. He's still working so much as Iron Man. Right. The man had 10 fucking movies as Iron Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not Iron Man movies, but movies where he's. Well, biggest movie star who's actually, to your point, actually doing things that are relevant besides the Marvel movies. I will say Robert Downey Jr. will be making movies that are. That he'll still have name brand recognition in. Post Iron Man. If Iron Man dies in Avengers Four, he'll, his name his name power I think will still be able to bring people to theaters. It, yeah, it will, but I, I don't think he wants to. I think he, he's happy doing like a movie every couple of years, just counting money. Time will tell on that one. No, time doesn't tell because he he would have done it. He, he's the only one who can do it. But he still likes doing. He still likes being Iron Man. But he can do other movies at the same time. Yeah. Because most people do multiple movies. I mean, like, Scarlett Johansson does, like, four movies a year. And fucking Mark, and Mark, uh, Mark, uh, Mark, uh, what's his name? Mark Lowe? Yeah. He also worked consistently, but he, he's always been, like, a, yeah, an no. indie guy. What do you hear as far as Scarlett Johansson? Um, she's, 
she had a white version of that road trip movie with the girls trip. She had a white version of that. It had Buzz. I thought Girls Trip was a black. She black. had a white version of a Girls Trip. But you don't know what it is? I know it had Buzz. I'm not a female. It, it, it was marketed towards women. Then okay. she had... But I ain't never heard of it. You also aren't a woman. She also had uh, Ghost in the Shell, which had a lot of Buzz, but didn't do it. Yeah, I'll give you that one because I do remember that. She also had her. I mean, I mean, not her, like... Yeah, her. What was it called, her? Yeah, I'm not going to count that one. It was her voice. She also had the movie where, um, Lucy. That was a while ago. It was during, like, Marvel era. It was, but so did, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, consistently. I'm saying consistently. You had, the, you had consistently. the jury. Or the jury, whatever yep. the fuck it was. And before the jury, already had for that. Sherlock Holmes 2, which was, like, during Iron Man 2. So right. I'm saying, Sir, Sir Johansson has movies that are get a, some to moderate buzz every year. I'm going to challenge you on that one, because I'm going to read off her movies. Okay, I'm ready. Which, I'm going right back into what I said we're going to get out of. But, it's just to sit there. So, 2018. Okay. She had Avengers Infinity War. Mm Mm-hmm. She was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I I don't get that. A short film, Pete Yorn, Scarlett Johansson, Bad Dreams. Can't add that. that. Pete Yorn? Pete Yorn, I don't know. An Isle of Dogs, which she had a voice in. Uh Uh-huh. That's it. So she might have some other stuff. I'm gonna look I mean, upcoming. That's that's in six months though. So. All right, so we're gonna go back. Basically five months. We're gonna go back though. Mm-hmm. So 2017. I'll give you this one. She had a decent year in 2007. Rough night, which is what you were thinking of. Yes. Which I do remember now. Then Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. 2016. Sing. She had did her voice in. Which was a good movie. I mean, which was a big movie, right? It was, but I'm not. You, you can't really count the voice. She was part of an ensemble of a... and did the voice acting. Okay. Captain America Civil War. Jungle Book, which it was voice acting again. Because mm-hmm. those are easy. You can go in there, all right, I'm going to record for a couple days, you get some voice, and move on. But it's not it's not too much acting. They don't hire everybody for voice acting jobs, though. I get that, but we're... She had that sultry voice. But it's also not of Scarlett Johansson movie. Like I said, I'll give you the two of Rough Night and Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. and then Hail Caesar, which I think was, a, if I remember correctly, was a Coen Brothers, yeah, which right. was another ensemble. Go back another year, 2015, Avengers Age of Ultron, in Assassin Banana, which was a TV show, I, I never where she did a voice in my entire life. 2014, Captain Protect America, Sil- or, the Winter Soldier. She had Lucy that year, mm-hmm. and she was in Chef, which was only reason she got that was because it was John Favreau who directed her in uh, Iron Man 2. You mean like how Martin Scorsese always hired Leo DiCaprio? Yeah, absolutely. And it was a very it was a very small part. I think she had a scene. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I I forgot she was even in Chef. Actually, so Chef is a good movie. That's a great movie. That's a great fucking great movie. (laughs) So so far, going back to 2014. Take out her voice acting. She's had three movies. But you can't take out her voice acting. But I am, because I'm not going to count that. She's had stuff that she had a prominent role in was Lucy, Rough Night, and Ghost in the Shell. Okay, so we need to wrap up, too. But to that point, though, now now put up RDJs. All right. Then before that, so then you had 
her, which was again just a voice. She's a prominent voice actor, bro. You need a voice, you go. And then you hear she was in that fucking movie that you love, Don John. Don John was amazing. I'm just saying she hasn't had a lot to do since Marvel. Now pull up RDJ. I think we're arguing about something that we're not really should be arguing that we should be agreed on. I would say we're arguing. We have we have a difference of opinion, which you're gonna just prove right in a second when you see how he's had like five movies since Iron Man. To your same roles, Traffic Thunder right. was so 2014. Okay. Since 2014, mm-hmm. he had two other big movie movies that weren't uh, ensembles. Well, well, one that was an ensemble. He was in Chef. Which we just talked about with the... Yeah, he um, had even less part of... No, no, he, he, he had a longer scene. But again, that was, like I said, that was uh, John Favreau taking a lot of his Iron Man cast and mm-hmm. putting that. He had The Judge. Mm-hmm. Then he had the Sherlock Holmes movies. Have you seen, uh, have you seen The Judge? I did not. I wanted to. I wanted to, too. Um, I think it's been so long now, I just not will. Yeah. Um... Love and Distrust, never heard of. Never heard of that. Due Date, which was a big movie. I forgot about Due Date. The Soloist, which at the time was him and uh, soon-to-be Spawn's Jamie Foxx. Yep. Which I think was a decent movie. I've never seen it. I heard it was straight Oscar bait. Yeah. I was like, all right, look. Um, I'm a black retard. And Tropic Thunder. And that Ensemble. Case, uh, you're right. But he had more. It wasn't like a cast of like 10 people. But yes, I'll give you ensemble. But I'd say it's pretty equal. Maybe Scarlett Johansson squeaks out a little bit, but it's not that much different. Their majority of their career for the last 10 years has been Marvel. And I think our argument to start out with is who's who's going to have name brand recognition to pull people into movies after Marvel, their Marvel contracts are over. And I would still say Scarlett. Because she was the biggest person. But you don't think Robert Downey Jr. is going to be able to pull people into theaters? I'd argue to say that he is. He Robert Downey Jr. was big in the 80s. Then he started doing drugs. Then he came back on Ally McBeal, started doing drugs again. Not, and then he was Iron Man. He, he, he'll he get in his own way. And he isn't as prolific as Scarlett Johansson. People who have a career after Marvel, Scarlett Johansson and, and Mark Ruffalo, because they work consistently. Scarlett, even if it's only voice act, she's always works. And Marrefer always works on these any movies that no one cares about, but he always works. And they're the only people that had the, had the deepest career besides Samuel Jackson, of course, pre-Marvel. So, so there's one I think will continue to work. It won't all be like blockbusters, but they'll continue to work, though. I mean, there's something that's still too early to say. I mean, you never know if Tom Holland will yeah, yeah. end up being. He could be, yeah. I mean, I guess I'd argue to say Benedict Cumberbatch is yeah. not to us. I agree. He is big name. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and you have some like Chadwick Boseman. You don't know what, what where his career is going to go. Because he was kind of up and coming. Yeah. And then they caught him early on. For, um, Chris, are, no, argue. Chris Pratt will be the biggest name out of the Marvel. I think so. Oh, yeah. Because he's the only one who has franchises that are going on still. Yeah, he's big name right now. And big franchises. So he yeah. has 10 pole franchises. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree. I would say I would argue to say that out of all of them, Chris Pratt's probably right now probably the most prolific. I agree. Well, I, I wouldn't say prolific. That means you're doing a lot. He's not doing a lot. He, he's he's a he's a big star right now. Unless you want to count 
Bradley Cooper. I don't recall Bradley Cooper for his, his, his other uh, portfolio or, or for Marvel shit because like, cause he he was big like the mid 2000s like 2007 2012 and granted so I know we gotta wrap up here in just a couple minutes but Chris Pratt mm-hmm. who hasn't been in the Marvel Universe as long he started the midpoint 2014 no, not even the midpoint. Yeah, about the midpoint. Probably, yeah. the, um, but he's got substantially the most franchises. So he's the Lego movie, which, yes, it's only been one, but the Lego movie 2 is about to come out yeah. this year next year. Jurassic World movies. Also voice acting, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Passengers, which was a never saw it, but a decent movie. Magnificent 7, which is a big movie. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Yeah. Now, now you're making a good point. What else does he have upcoming? He's going to be in another comic book movie or anime movie, Cowboy Ninja Viking. Oh, really? Um, no, that that's not an anime. Like that, that's an image book. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. That was big in like 2007. So I have the first issue of it. So we're both find. wrong. Chris Pratt. That's where we can converge because Chris Pratt is a big star now. But my my original point was after Marvel, I'm saying that Scarlett Johansson and Mark Ruffalo because they they act consistently and had a catalog before that. I think they'll work the longest. But in terms of who's hottest right now, it's definitely Chris Pratt. It's a pop doc. He works pretty consistently. <laughs> he, he him him and Mark Ruffalo work the most. I would say he, he has movies coming out every two weeks. It seems like we're all work the most in the I guess. The biggest like draw as far as you take the Marvel movies out, which which actor is going to yes. have the worst, the biggest draw and the biggest block box office? That's Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. In terms of like Samuel Jackson. Yep, absolutely. But in terms of having the, long, the biggest catalogs, that's going to be Scarlett Joe, yeah. um, yeah, Hawkeye, Indie Zone, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's in any movies every. So day. I think the only other big name movie he's had that I can think of off the top of my head that wasn't sure I said. Oh, yeah, Shutter Island, I was going to say 13 going on 30. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in that. Um, but, yes, kind of wrapping this up, so as our podcast typically do, we go off on rants. Yep. I know it's hard. Have we sworn at all in this? I know I have. Have we? Mm-hmm. Nothing big. I don't, I was, this would not be an R rating. But, yeah. But the show is overall, so it's yeah. so, so um, um, I don't know. I was just going off of our intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were asking me about what changed the summer blockbuster. Yeah. I would say about 10 years ago, I would say the summer that the Marvel Universe started. So 2008? 2008, because you had Dark Knight, Incredible Hulk. That was a big year. uh, Iron Man. Hellboy 2, I believe. Hellboy 1 or 2 was also in there. Was that summer? Yeah. Um, But not even just away from comic book. But anyways, what I was trying to say is the summer blockbuster used to have multiple, multiple movies. Mm -hmm. And you had the comedy. Name me one big name comedy that's coming out this summer. Um, I was thinking about it. Um, but there is one like besides besides the Kevin Hart one. That, that's September. Oh, that's a, there, there, There's a couple. There is one coming up, but yeah. But you had uh, that Blockers, which was a few. That was before summer. Yeah, started, yeah. Which honestly, if I were the, if I was the studio, I would have held that off till the summer because that could have had potential to be. The last summer comedy they had was uh, R-rated one. It was um the college movie with uh Seth Rogen. Oh, the neighbors. Neighbors, yep. And Toon's um, trash. But this summer you have that action point, which is the kind of the jackass movie. Yep. And uh, one that actually looks pretty funny is Tag. 
Yes. Yes. But, Feature our favorite John Hill. And a uh, little side note on that. Uh, my buddy, uh, I don't care I'll say his name, Blaine, mm-hmm. who you know, mm-hmm. someone he works with, the son, was a writer on TAG, mm. but because of the Writers Guild, cannot get credit for it. I, yeah, so was he... Was it his idea, or was he like a script doctor on it? Uh, like, he was part of, in the writer's room of it, so I don't know, like, probably came, wrote parts or came up with scenes or maybe doctored it up to make it funnier. Right. But because he hasn't been in the writer's, I think this will be the movie that gets him in the writer's guild, mm-hmm. but he cannot have his movie or his name put into it, which they, means they have a lot of rules, making yeah. minimal minimal dollar amount he on it. He gets paid scale. Probably like $10,000, 10 times $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $